You're listening to Scribblers Radio. You're listening to Scribblers Radio. You're listening to Scribblers Radio. Hello and welcome to The Conversation Caravan, young podcasters interviewing authors and visual storytellers at Scribblers Festival 2022. This is Jack speaking with New York Times best-selling author Amy Kaufman, co-author of the Starboard Trilogy, Unearthed and the Illuminae Files series, and author of her solo series Elementals and more. Having written so many books, Jack begins by asking, of which book is Amy Kaufman most proud? Oh, gosh. I mean, I always feel like that's a bit like asking parents, which child do you like the most? Like, even if there's an answer, and there probably is, they're not going to tell you. But I think in a weird way, I'm very proud of the stuff that I've written over the last couple of years because I had to do it at home in lockdown. You know, I'm from Melbourne and... It's really important when you're writing stuff to fill up your cup, to to go places and get inspired and have experiences, and I couldn't do any of that. So I felt like as I wrote, I was just scooping things out of my cup, but never, you know, putting anything back in again. And I'm proud that I kept going. I'm proud that I kept doing it. Yeah. So I'm proud of those books for that reason. Yeah, like you... Um like you travel to learn about the world to write, yeah. but then you get stuck where you go. <laughs> well, I mean, so J.R.R. Tolkien, who, you know, you may have may be familiar with his work, I if not. I don't feel like I know him. Yeah, you know, keep an eye on him because he's going places, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, he's yeah, going to be a big deal. He's going he's gonna to blow up eventually. <laughs> For sure, right? So he had this quote about creative compost. The idea is that everything that you take in, uh, you know, and for us it's stuff that we read, movies we see, places we go, people we meet, you know, video games we play, music, anything we take in all falls to our mental forest floor and becomes our creative compost. And what we create grows out of that. Yeah. And uh, that means, A, that you can, you know, curate your own compost you can choose what goes in and you can make sure it's varied so you write interesting stuff but it also means when you're stuck at home it's very hard to do you've only got certain ways that you can do it and you've got to get much more creative about it yeah if the world was ending and you had to go on a road trip to a foreign country across Mm -hmm. a foreign country who would you take with you oh wow so is this road trip to try and save the world, or is this just w- uh, my last? To try and last... get home, basically. Right. Okay. Yeah. To try and get home, who would I take with me? I mean, the cheat question answer would be my husband and my daughter, because <laughs> wherever they are, I'm home. You know, Aww. wherever they are, that's where I need to be. Uh, but if I wanted to have a really enjoyable road trip, who would I take? <laughs> like, just if I if if I couldn't have them with me, and I just wanted to have. An adventure, who would I take? Hmm. Do they have to be currently alive? Um, I'm going to say no. Yeah. So you could just have like a skeleton like jumping up and down in the back. Oh, no. I mean, if they're going to be a skeleton, (laughs) I'm not bringing them. No, 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 no. (laughs) You can play, hello, I am, I am, um, William Shakespeare. How are you doing? (laughs) I mean, look, what I would ideally like to do is just be in a minibus full of writers, like any 10 writers that you want to name, because between us, we know everything I've discovered. (laughs) I was on a writing retreat with 10 other writers and 
the Wi-Fi broke and we didn't have any reception. So we couldn't Google the things that we needed to put in our books. So we started doing what we called lunchtime Google. And every day we would sit down for lunch and everyone would bring all their stuff and, you know, all their questions. And they'd say, okay, I need two items from my pantry that I can use for first aid. And we would answer that. Or someone would say, I need a bird that can do this. And we discovered that if you have 10 writers, that seems to be the number you can answer any question on earth. So I think I would choose a minibus full of 10 riders because any challenge that we encountered, we could overcome. Okie dokie. Which book took you the longest to write? Uh, Which book took the longest? Probably my first book, These Broken Stars, because I think often, you know, when... uh, Whenever you write your first book, however old you are, that's how long it took you to write that book because everything you did before it was practice and you spent usually a long time beforehand daydreaming about it. And (laughs) we spent, we started writing These Broken Stars for fun. We started writing it, you know, for just to entertain ourselves. And we did that for years before it ever turned into a a real book. Um, Probably equal with it would be the one that I have coming out in May of next year. It's oh. called The Isles of the Gods, and I started writing it in May 2013, and I was so sure that it was all going to come pouring out and it was going to be amazing, and it, <laughs> it would not come out for 10 <laughs> years. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't good enough yet. I kept trying and thinking, oh, I just don't know how to pull this off yet. So no. I had to keep putting it on hold and coming back to see if I was good enough yet. So. No. I've written it now, so hopefully I was good enough. We'll find out. (laughs) I should find out. I'll Mm. I'll buy it and then I'll be like, "Mm, did she she find out? I think she pulled it off, yeah. (laughs) Okie dokie. Who or what inspired you to be a writer? Oh, gosh. I mean, lots of things inspired me to be a writer. Fundamentally, I love telling stories and I would tell stories if I wasn't a writer. I would tell stories if I wasn't published. I just like making up stories, I I would hope for anyone that they would have something in their life that feels as magical to them as making up stories feels to me. And once I realised that I could potentially do it all the time and get paid for it so I didn't have to do other things, that was, yeah, score, no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. But I think a really important turning point in my journey for sure uh, was when I was in grade six And my grade six teacher took us on camp, a story writing camp in Victoria. She had been on the waiting list for years to get to go to this thing. And we were the year that it came up. And we had already been on camp that year. So it would have been really easy for her to say, oh, I'm so sorry, we've already used our camp budget for this year. Please do someone else. But instead, she wrote a letter to all our parents and said, this is the situation. It's just come up finally on the list. I think it's really important and I think the kids will get a lot out of it. So I will volunteer my time if a few of the parents can volunteer their time to come as well and if everybody can, like, cook a casserole and send it along (laughs) and we'll find a cheap scout hall to stay in and we'll figure out a way to make the camp happen by ourselves. And we did. And I met these wonderful authors on that camp and I came home writing stories in ways that they told me. So, oh, wow. yeah, that's one of the reasons I love to do festivals like this, because for me, meeting authors was a really important stepping stone on the journey to becoming a writer. So I want to make sure everyone who can has a chance to meet authors. Yeah. Okie dokie. Um, do you plan out your books or do you just go with the flow? <laughs> 
So when I'm writing by myself, I plan them out quite carefully. I know almost everything that will happen, but I have three different co-authors and they all hate to plan. So <laughs> when I write with them, we have to compromise and yeah. we, we have to plan a bit because you can't have me just deciding to kill a character off and then being like, I kind of needed her. <laughs> so, you know, we make a very rough outline together and then have lots of discoveries along the way. So yeah. it's... um. Yeah, it's a compromise when I'm writing with someone, but by myself, yes. I know okay. exactly what will happen. If you could live in any fictional place, where would it be? Oh, man. Yeah, my answer to this doesn't make me sound very cool, but I don't care. Um, I would live in the world of the very hungry caterpillar. <gasps> because I could just snack all day long. That is the best answer to any question ever. <laughs> right? Other people can go on quests if they want. I just want to be where there's a piece of cake bigger than my body. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, technically, if you went into that world, you'd, the cake would be normal size because you'd be... Oh, I assume I'd be the size of the oh, caterpillar. Yeah. yeah, you'd have to be. Yeah, in order Okey to be dokey. friends. <laughs> I've thought about it. How do you get rid of writer's block? Uh, let me think. There are a few ways. Uh, my first way is I act like I'm lost in the woods. So I go back to the last place where I definitely knew where I was with the story. And yep. I look around to see if I missed a turn off because often when I'm quite blocked, it's because I'm trying to make something work in the story that just doesn't really work. Mm. So I go back and think, when did it last feel like it was flowing and feel really good? Uh, and if I'm still not sure, then I will generally uh, walk the dog because getting away and no headphones, no other voices in my head, just going away and letting my brain work on the problem will often solve it. Yeah. And um, if that doesn't work, I tell the story out loud to someone, ideally a human, but my dog will also do the trick uh, because they rarely need to talk. I just say, oh, I'm so stuck. This is going to happen and that's going to happen and that's going to happen and then I'm stuck. So I guess it can't be this and it can't be that. Oh, it'll be this. Okay, thanks. Bye. Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I need. So I found out recently that um, apparently computer uh, coders call this rubber ducking because they tell the story, they tell their code to a rubber duck. Oh. And it's when you, it's what happens is when you say it out loud, it goes back in through your ears and your brain processes it a bit oh, differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you hear it and solve the problem a bit differently. So I have siblings for that. I can just be like, so... Um, this is yeah. This is my story. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure what I what I can do about it. I've read it out to them. Goo goo gaga. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Because you don't really need their ideas. You just need them to no. listen. Yeah, you just need them to listen. Okie dokie. Um, do you prefer paperback or Kindle? Uh, I read a lot of books on ebook because I travel a lot, and so that allows me to bring them all with me. But when I'm at home, I like paperback. Yeah, yeah, paperback's nice. Um, I have a Kindle myself, and if I had, I, I often, the times I get to read that are quiet and I just get my own time, is at night when everyone else has gone to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, because I don't have a book light, I just, I use my Kindle because it's ah, got a backlight. because it glows, yeah, yes. it glows, it's yep. good. Um, how do you come up with ideas for your books? Oh, gosh. I mean, ideas aren't the problem. Making yourself write the book is the problem. <laughs> Because as as a friend of mine, idea, idea, idea. Oh, no, I don't want to write these. <laughs> I mean, my uh, one of my friends is the author Lily Wilkinson, and she always likes to say writing books is hard, and I am lazy. And <laughs> writing books is hard. 
Uh, when it comes to ideas, I think it's just a case of looking at the things around you and asking what if, you know. Yeah. Asking, you know, we're recording in a caravan right now and we can hear a crowd outside, but what if it wasn't the crowd that we left behind? What if we opened the door and we had travelled forward or backward in time? What if it was a mob? What if they weren't humans? What, what if, if... Oh, yeah. What if the caravan started rolling? <laughs> right. There's, you know, you look at normal stuff and then uh, you ask yourself, what if? And some of those what ifs aren't interesting. A lot of them are. Yeah. Okie dokie. Um... It says here that you co-authored with Jay Kristoff for the Illuminae Files series. Mm -hmm. What is it like working in a team and writing? Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I'm very social and I like to hang out with people. So, And writing is a very solo job. So having a co-author means that you have a friend with you the whole time. <laughs> You've got a friend to hold your hand while you do the writing. Right. And someone to send it back and forth with and, and you know, someone to brainstorm with and... I'm sure if you didn't get on, it would be really hard. I'm, I can imagine it being a nightmare, but I've got three co-authors and they're all really good friends of mine, so I've always enjoyed it very much. Mm. Yeah, okay. Um, what happens if two ideas from those different co-authors mm -hmm. clash? Uh, then that means we're both wrong. <laughs> so it means we have to look for the answer that's really right. <laughs> So both wrong about it. Right. I mean, look, if anyone who's listening really wants the long answer to this, then I have a pot, my own podcast called Amy Kaufman on Writing and I have... Go listen to it. <laughs> I have a three-part series on co-authoring and one of them is called Co-authoring Disagreements and <laughs> it's a long, a long piece about how you handle it. But the short version for me is, you know, if I say, oh, I want an action scene and Jay says, oh, I want a conversation, then we don't just fight over is it action or is it conversation. We say, okay, why? Mm -hmm. And I say, okay, I want action because I think the pace is slowed. And he says, I want conversation because we need to see what they think about this particular revelation before the next scene. Otherwise, what they do won't make sense. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, how can we do both those things? Maybe it is a conversation. Fight but we, and talk. <laughs> maybe it's fight and talk, right? Maybe they don't pow, like pow. each other. Hey, hey, we should do this. Pow, pow, pow. Right, but maybe they're arguing while they fight each other or <laughs> maybe they're just having a screaming match or maybe they're on the run while they're talking to each other or maybe they're climbing and breaking into a building while they're talking to each other. <laughs> you know, it's when you ask why we've got a particular idea and figure it out, then you can usually come up with an answer that suits both of you. Yeah. The reason you write with someone is you love what they do and you want it to be in your story and you want your stuff to be in their story. So, you know, you come up with something that neither of you could create completely on your own when you write together. Yeah. Where do you write? Like, where do you like to write? Can you describe it? Yeah. So... I have two places I like to write. One is I have a tiny little office at the bottom of the garden. It is literally just big enough for my desk and that's it because I didn't want any distractions in there. So it's just got my desk and my chair and a little shelf that has a copy of each of my books on there because often I need to pull one off and, and flip through and be like, what did I say that looks like? Or what colour were her eyes? That sounds like the coolest place to so, write ever. I need that. <laughs> I love it. Well, the coolest place to write ever is my camper van <gasps> uh, because I live just near the beach and so I drive it down to the beach and I back it up to the beautiful view of the sea <laughs> and I've got a little stove in there so I can make a cup of tea. I've got a fridge so I can bring my lunch and I just sit at the table and 
look at the sea and write and go for walks along the beach. So it's and just... Like, you like have the best place to write ever and then you have, like, an even better place. You're just, like, doubled up on, oh, my God, I would like to go there. That is exactly how I feel about it. It's amazing. So yeah. Anyway, thank you for coming out. Um, you had such amazing answers to all of my questions. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, anyway, this is Jack and signing off on Scribblers Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of Scribblers Radio, recorded on Noongar at the Conversation Caravan at Scribblers Festival 2022. For all the conversations, more info about the festival, or to be part of our next Conversation Caravan podcasting series, head to scribblersfestival.com.au. If you can hear me, shout yay.